Right here. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled yeah. was convincing the world he didn't exist. We need a button that just says that. You can replay oh. that clip over and so over. So every again. single now, time Davis says, I, we can't read too much into it, and you hit that button. Oh. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world. I don't know if it was if it was the evil one or not. I don't. I, no, one no one knows. No one knows. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Are you gonna record it on your thing and play it? Did. I played it for yeah, there you go. We got already, we started in the, in the computer. Clip. This is another slightly, it's sequential, slightly. Is it? <laughs> Exegetically, there was a place called the something of Satan that where, and Jesus goes there. And oh, then, yes. What's it called? It was called the gates of hell. Yeah. The gates of Hades on, so, on, um, uh, Caesarea Philippi. I've been there. You've been there. I've been there. It you, is, we need it, to talk about that. I did already in a sermon. Oh, you did. Okay. I think it's the one you listened to. You probably just I probably that did. part. Oh, you did. Asleep. And that's probably why it's in my head. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this sermon one time that was just not this that great. Time. This it's is the only quote. thing I remember it from. It. It's my quote. It's my quote. That's from me. It's from my study. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah, okay. Did you, okay, when you went there, did you feel anything? Um, I, well, uh, oh, did you feel like now nah, Jesus dealt with it, mate? It's done. What do you mean, like demonic stuff? Yeah, were you like, oh, this is a dark spot? Oh, you know what? That's a good question. Do you want to bring this question up? In I think in the we discussion? should. Online. I think yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we already started the podcast on there's accident. All, there's yes. all of this like presences. And okay, let's like, just talk about okay, this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do an intro. All right, welcome Yay. back. <laughs> welcome to Still Processing. Uh, we are here again with our good friend David Bennett is yes. back in the I podcast. I am very much still processing. Yes, I know. Truly, a lot of things. I, I, a lot of things. I mean, yeah. I'm in the process of processing. Are we all yeah. processing still? So Jess and <laughs> I are here. Yes. We gave yeah. Mike the boot for one week. Yeah. Oh. Actually, he didn't know that we were recording yeah. today. So, you know, it's so okay. He's like, it wasn't out. in my calendar. Yeah. He's a busy man. Yeah. I would have liked to have Mike here, though. Next yeah, one. Next Mike's one. to see what he has to say. Yeah. He has a lot to say. Yeah. Want to hear it? Okay. So still processing. <laughs> still Welcome. processing. Thank you. This yes. is a, a podcast where we've been processing the stuff that's gone on in the church and is going on in the church through... Um, a Sunday in this series, the, the teaching, the response from teaching, the, the time of worship and response, um, ministry time that happens on a Sunday, all of that stuff, we're just, we, we, we just set aside some time to process what are the, what are the questions or the responses that are bubbling up? What are the things that we're still thinking about <clears throat> from, uh, Sunday's, uh, teaching or this series that we're in? So David, we'll throw it to you. What are you still processing <laughs> right now from your preach on Sunday? Is that what you guys call it? In the UK, preach. your well, preach? I'm still processing that I just told um, American presidents to sit down <laughs> uh, in yeah. the middle of my... You, you wouldn't be the first. Say, Kendrick Lamar said it first. Did Oh, really? Oh, unoriginal. Sit down, be sit humble. Down, be yeah. humble. Yeah. Sit down, be but humble. But it came out of this moment where I was like, actually, we're not under them. Mm. They don't define us as the church. We, are, we come from another place. Yeah. Because I, I, I think... I'm still processing how does that work? Because I often don't feel like I'm from another place. I feel like I'm from here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there's all these tensions and thresholds and, you know, there's powers. And Are you saying you're still processing the reality that um, God appoints um, people in power? We know mm -hmm, that from mm -hmm. scripture. Mm -hmm. And yet they are not where the true power lies. And there's powers behind those powers that are that sometimes are animating spirits that animate. And that now we are the greatest power with Christ. Yeah. Mm. So okay. yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. I, you're still yeah. processing how that all works and this is the perfect place mm -hmm. to process. Yeah. Because it's like in, in one sense, your presidents are not your, um, Caesar is not Lord, Jesus is Lord. And yet 
you live inside of the, uh, that society, mm-hmm. you know, still, mm-hmm. and um, obey obey the laws of the land, still, mm-hmm. still, and um, and and Paul says that they are put there in authority, even the evil ones. And yet, if the law goes against God's law, we don't exactly. Mm-hmm. It's complex. That's really hard. And then, what if we know there's a demonic force behind the power that's earthly? What do we do? Mm-hmm. Like. Submission to that power can sometimes be the most powerful thing, but we're not actually submitting to that power. Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff, Mm -hmm. like Dietrich Bonhoeffer with Nazism. And like, you know, what if our governments turned super authoritarian? You know, everyone lives in that kind of Mm -hmm. fear that one day that would happen. And yet as a church, we're not like talking about, okay, so what's our strategy if that did happen? Like, Mm -hmm. what would we do? And would we have like a holistic approach where we recognize we're not fighting the power itself, the earthly power, we're fighting the demonic power behind it. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, that is mm-hmm. hard stuff. That's Seth's process. <laughs> I think honestly, as a young theologian, when I was training, this was one of the questions that like haunted me the most mm-hmm. is like, I cannot do theology. I cannot even be a Christian and not process this particular conundrum. Like yeah. in the, 20th century, we just like one of the most atrocious crimes against humanity is when the demonic, satanic things happen called the Holocaust. And in all sorts of other societies, same stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we as a church not ready? Why do we, we don't even talk yeah. about the powers that c- could come back and try to do that again? Yeah. So, what would we do as the church to resist that? That's the kind of still processing point that I am really on. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a pretty, that's a, <laughs> That's a meta one because there's so many layers there. There is the layer of, um, you know, pacifists that like when things are happening in the world, you pray and you ask God to, to, to stop that power. But sometimes a power is not stopped unless another more powerful thing comes in. And typically for Americans, they believe that powerful thing is the United States military mm-hmm. and wow. all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so then that gets mixed up with empire. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then that gets all convoluted. Mm-hmm. And then do you then just pray in your room and that's the most power? Or do you show up there um, and preach the gospel? But how do you do that in a place like, especially within the, in, within the Holocaust? Like, what do you what do you do there? And so think, you have yeah. people like Bonhoeffer who gave their mm-hmm. life for that. Yeah. Um, but ha- people will point, well, how did it stop? It stopped by... The, the war ending. But then you have someone like Eric Metaxas who twisted that to say, like, justify a, a particular political candidate. Oh, you're mm-hmm. going there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we can move on from that. But I think what I would say <laughs> is that prayer is more powerful than parliament or Congress, mm-hmm. if you're here. Mm-hmm. Prayer is more powerful than parliament sounds a it, lot better than par- yeah. prayer is more powerful than Congress. It really mm-hmm. does. So we'll stick, we'll stick with the British one, yes. the Australian one, Westminster system. Mm-hmm. Well, high five, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And we're now Charles. Did you say Lizzo? Lizzie. Lizzie. Oh, Lizzo. Lizzie. Lizzie. Like, like Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. I, I'm still, Lizzie? I still haven't yeah. processed that. But, um, I'm still living in Greece. That's so funny that there's a shorthand for that. She's the queen of queens. Of course, he's Australian. There's a shorthand for everything. But I didn't know yeah. Australia loved... I thought... Never mind. We, yeah, it's Go complicated. On. It's complicated. Yeah. Still processing that. But parliament is still powerful. Mm. Yes. So I think that's kind of like a good catchphrase for how we're meant to interact with the powers. Like, ultimately, the spiritual war is more powerful, I think, than 
the earthly one. Well, let's talk about let's talk about this. Right the what are the powers? Still, That's yes. what we wanted to get to. Yes. What still, are Jess. the powers? Take it away. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't we're, even know. Our, we're I, like several minutes in. We're not processing. Ta- yes. <laughs> Mine is the interaction between the powers. So mm. you describe the three. There's kind of three realms, right? Three mm-hmm. falls. So there's three kinds of powers. There's spiritual, earthly, and demonic. Mm-hmm. So my spiritual meaning good spiritual. Um. Is that what you like? God. What, God. Yeah. God is yeah, probably God, the ultimate one. The heavenly. heavenly God's heavenly dwelling place. Yes. Then the second heaven of like fighting demons and angels. Mm-hmm. And um, then the earthly, like physical realm. Physical mm-hmm. realm. So the one thing I'm still processing is yeah, that earthly. I think uh, Michael Heiser said terrestrial, mm. like power. I and love I terrestrial. Was like, That's a great word. Ooh, okay. Wow, this made my mind. But you guys touched on something of just like powers. And I always have to remind myself there's a difference between powers and authority. And that even gets more confusing when I'm talking about the interaction of earthly powers when we talk about systems of government or political, social things, Mm. but then the authority of God and how they intermix. And so I'm still like, ooh, okay. Well, I think so in this this, um, series that we're doing on the Unseen Realm, by powers, this is Paul in Ephesians saying that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, mm. um, dark spiritual forces in the unseen realm, heavenly you know, um, and heavenly places, another yeah. way of saying it. So what in the world is he talking about? Is like the powers, <laughs> what are you talking about? And you could say, mm-hmm. is is Paul talking about like political powers mm-hmm. or he's talking about like demonic spiritual powers? And the answer is yes, yes. right? The answer is yes. yes. So what I, I think is happening and what you what mm-hmm. you were teaching on Sunday and did a great job doing is you're, you're talking about there is there are things behind isms that are more powerful than the sum of its parts. They're mm-hmm. more powerful than just the ideology and the people behind it. It's something behind that thing mm-hmm. that animates that ism, mm-hmm. whether, whether it's like... It could be republicanism or democratism or patriotism or racism or, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, all the isms, right? What, whatever whatever that ism is, it, there's something behind that ism that animates that thing with so much force and power, especially when it begins to um, become idolatrous in um, people's mind. Materialism, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it becomes their... A, a identity, identity, almost. their yeah. idol, the thing that they mm. that they're known for, it, it shapes them. Mm. And so, when Paul's talking about the powers, he's mm. talking about there are powers that have power, and and those things become so powerful. There's powers behind that power, like mm-hmm. Rome. Rome became oh, a gosh. power, an empire that was so anti-Christ mm. that. Um, that Paul, as he's teaching this, he's saying this has this empire has so much influence that it's taking people's uh, worship. It's like cause it, it it turns people into uh, people who worship mm-hmm. the Roman mm. Caesar, the mm. the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and all of its mm-hmm. ways. And Paul talks about being a colony of heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you colonization is a really bad word, but that that was his idea. Mm-hmm. Upside down colony. Yeah. yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's a colony. It's a it's a what would be a definition of a colony? Because we don't have really colonies here. I think city is good. Like a city. We're a city. It's like a city within a city. It's like Augustine yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a colony of people who who actually submit to a different law, mm-hmm. a law of love, the law of Christ, inside of this this thing, and then don't submit to the powers. Yeah. Like so, for us, it would be um, there. There is a power behind being an American mm-hmm. that 
borders on idolatry and even um, violence. Mm -hmm. And so we don't submit to those powers. But can we still be American? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But when we when it turns into something where you're when Paul appealed to being a Roman citizen, he appealed mm -hmm. to like, I'm a Roman mm -hmm. citizen. But it's when 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 this thing that is behind the thing becomes the source of your identity and mm -hmm. not just source of your identity, but mm -hmm. where you are drawing worship, where you're pouring out your worship, where you're, um, it's mm -hmm. like idolatry, where mm -hmm. where it's like becomes ultimate for you. Mm -hmm. And I think there are these mm -hmm. moments in history where you get these friction points between two earthly powers, and there seems to then be a very thin veil with the demonic powers. So for instance, mm -hmm. you get, you know, the first British people arriving in New Zealand. What happens? They get cannibalized. You know, English people arriving in Australia, colonizing, they declare the whole continent terra nullius. There's nothing there. There's all, millions of human beings yeah. made in the image of God. They declare they don't mm. exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a strange kind of like erasing override yeah. of like the ideology comes, it colonizes that place. Yes. There's the friction and then the mm -hmm. pushing out of some part of reality. So there has to be an ideology that's half true and half false. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh and my like, gosh. So dangerous. Okay. So this is, dangerous. Okay, this yeah. reminds me of something I've been processing for four years. Mm -hmm. So there's this uh, lyric um, on Kendrick Lamar's album, Damn, that he won a, a Pulitzer Prize for, for writing wow. this album. And uh, it, the song is XXX featuring Bono from U2. And the lyric is, uh, Hail Mary, Jesus and Joseph, the great American flag is wrapped in drag with explosives. And here's mm -hmm. the... Here's the thing about empire and what you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. This is this is what America does. This is what what Kendrick Lamar says America does. It pushes its ideological yes. progressivism on the world yes. and says it's human rights and the only and the way it does it is with all of our military might. Mm. All of that's behind it. That that is and everyone sees it. The whole world sees it. Mm -hmm. And most progressives just say, "No, that's just that's human rights. That's the world." Mm. And I, again, I don't think Kendrick Lamar has taken a stance on whatever the progressive thing is. It's mm. just, it's just, um, it says this is we want the whole world to be like us, mm. and we will colonize the whole world. We're doing it again. We're colonizing the world, mm -hmm. um, but just with our political ideology and with our military might and our military power. And I think this is what gets behind the animated spirit of uh, countries that rule the world. That that literally are the most powerful nation in the world. Rome was one at one time. Mm -hmm. Greece was a power at one time. And, um, and I mean, currently America is that superpower. Babylon. I don't know how long it'll, mm -hmm. it'll last. Um, but this is, this is what happens. And there's these isms behind it. And so what I think Paul is getting to is that these isms behind empire are animated demonic yes. powers mm -hmm. that are behind, that get behind now, are they the? Are they like? Is it, was it their will to go? Oh, we're going to birth America. The demons are going to birth America. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. no, it it gets inside of mm -hmm. anything. Even if a church gets influential, demonic influences would w love to mm. pull in their disunity. I've heard before. If, if Satan can't get after your doctrine, he'll go after your unity. Yeah. Wow. So if That's like good. like there's all sorts of like things that the the powers will do mm -hmm. to anything that starts to get influence, mm -hmm. anything that starts to get its own sort of power. Mm -hmm. And this is why that saying, you know, um, power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's there's something behind power that that is. This is all over the Gospels too. Even in Jesus' temptation, 
there's something up behind power that is like, hey, do you want, do you want to rule the world? Mm-hmm. Do you want? Wouldn't it be cool to rule it, the world? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't don't you want awesome? more? But isn't mm-hmm. it fascinating that uh, that that these powers that are fallen? You know, we've talked about in previous podcasts the Elohim, the the divine council of gods that was around big G God mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they fell some of them mm-hmm. and rebelled against God is the idea mm-hmm. that I think is biblical there. Uh, and I think it's fascinating that those powers that have fallen, the spiritually wicked ones can't really come up with a truth. They don't actually have a logos. Yeah. They're parasites. Like, they're, yeah. they're, Satan lacks a word. Mm-hmm. Yes. So all he can ever do is deprive us of the truth he can only ever produce a half truth. Mm-hmm. And that's why with empires that constantly try to colonize, it's always a half truth that ends up damaging some people group or removing human rights. The only way that you can really vouchsafe human rights is if you do it through the kingdom, because there's a logos that safeguards the goodness of our humanity. That's such a good mm-hmm. word. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Evil is a parasite. It like, it like lives off of the good. Mm. The, the um, evil spirits or demonic powers are are parasites in that they only live off of and distort the thing that is good. Just are you, is this something live for you? Do you feel like <laughs> we're, that 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 resonates for you? Yeah, I feel like um, when you're talking about just the isms and empire, it made me think of the fallen spiritual beings where they talked about over the nations. I've just mm. had a lot of different conversations with people not from America, some of their experiences with the powers of what that means in their cultures and contexts, like very similar to different kinds of like spiritual beings that are steeped in their culture of things that they're like, oh, yeah, it's very it's. I have no, you know, question that like demonic spirits visit me at night mm. or like it's just something of my childhood or in my tribe that I grew up in it was like this. And so it just makes me think how much it causes confusion or even division of like just thinking through being an American citizen, like what that means and being here in America and faithful to Jesus that you're like, wow, I it's sneaky and mm. I'm almost freaked out of how sneaky it can be. Okay, so one thing about <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about yeah. earlier is, about sneaky is that mm. um, the demonic influences or evil influences or how, however you want to couch them, yeah. right? Mm. So um, the powers, mm-hmm. they love to hide. Yes. Exactly. They love to hide. They hate coming to the light. Yep. Mm. They, they hate the light, obviously, right? <laughs> and so... I, we're going to talk about this this Sunday because we kind of pivot from the the series that we're in um, four weeks of of dealing with the unseen realm, and we pivot a little bit to like then zeroing in on the evil spirits and mm-hmm. deliverance from mm-hmm. evil, like Jesus' yeah. prayer, deliver yeah. us from evil. And so what happens with Jesus is when he starts showing up, all of these people start manifesting. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, is the reason why they manifest is the same reason why when you turn on the light and a cockroach runs, <laughs> it's, it, it exposes darkness mm-hmm. and they just, they scream. Yeah. It's like pouring holy water or, or like garlic on a vampire yeah. or something, you know, is that a thing? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Just quickly, the other side of it is actually because Jesus was the inauguration of judgment, mm. they actually draw, they're forced to go towards him. That's true. In As well. So there yeah. is the fleeing. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. And then there's the, 
I have to. Yeah. Why are you here? Yes. You know, that yeah. kind of absolutely. Yeah. And I, I like well, remember, I meant like, fleeing in the sense of like no, totally, being yeah. exposed. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They have to like ah. But it's mm. both. It's like they right. want to flee and get away, but they also <sighs> have to come towards him because they are destined for judgment. What what I've heard over and over again, people who are demonologists, mm-hmm. they talk about the the legality of mm-hmm. the de- the mm-hmm. demonic. Mm-hmm. Like the demonic realm is is so illegal. Mm-hmm. And they know their rights, and they only know mm-hmm. that they could harm someone who gives them rights. Yeah. That's why they're is, going yeah. after the created order. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, That's why they're yeah. going after sexual difference. Mm-hmm. They're going after queer people who have this particular like wrestle that's quite complicated with the created order because they think, oh, we can we can undermine it. You yeah. know, we can just mm-hmm. bring in this hyper transhumanistic future where the created order is undermined. Let's destroy the ecological world. Let's, you know, yeah. it's all an attack on order as well god's order right yeah no i but yet it's all they can't but function in that order Mm -hmm. because god is one ultimate Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. 100 right that Mm -hmm. they have to function in this order they have Mm -hmm. to function inside of the realm that god has set up and they try to as much as they can distort it um deform it Mm -hmm. as much as they can Mm -hmm. and so jesus walks around and all these people all these people manifest because and they're like Mm -hmm. we know who you are you know Mm -hmm. we know who you are and then the and from Jesus' side, he he does this. He goes after them, and he know because he knows that they what was hidden will not be hidden. Jesus even says this, mm-hmm. and he unhides mm-hmm. these demons mm-hmm. so he can deal with them. So he mm-hmm. can like I need to deal with you now, yeah. so that everyone can see mm-hmm. you, demon, and how you have no power or authority anymore, mm-hmm. and you have to leave. And so um, with the with the demonic this is the thing that like they love to stay hidden yeah they love to hide behind the isms they love to hide behind the hate yeah. they love to hide yeah. and you don't think it's anything evil or demonic you're just well i'm just having a bad day or, or i just don't like that person anymore yeah or uh, th- th- this church and this community and like oh the, the bitterness and oh you mm. don't whatever that thing is it's mm. the it's the thing that gets behind it and hides mm. itself in it yeah, I feel like that too is like, even though it's sneaky, like at first, my first thought is like, that's really scary. I actually was like, but there isn't fear in that. I feel mm. like I do kind of want to switch gears to talk about your story of demonic visitation though, David, because I feel like <laughs> that actually is something when you don't understand that and you also realize with Jesus that it is a common, probably I want to normalize sometimes this like unseen realm experience we have with the demonic and other spiritual beings that you're like, this is a normal occurrence that can occur. And it's also nothing to be afraid of. And I think there's a lot of times we will believe that we have, we ourselves have done something to cause something else like this. And I think you being able to like set the record straight of like, that's actually not the way of Jesus. Like that's not what Jesus is here to do. That's not what demons here. They don't have the power that we think they do. And for us as believers to like one, be aware of that and then I think the deepest awareness of that and then to also be able to combat that with like the truth and like, yeah. So I think one thing to address is the Hollywood stereotype is really damaging and I think we really need to get rid of it. It's not healthy. Like the kind of demon, you know, yeah, what Hollywood, is the Hollywood horror, horror yeah. movies where demons oh. have like all this power yes. and Satan's yeah. so powerful and yeah. everyone's like living in fear and getting high off the fear. Like that yeah. is really terrible. Like yeah. I see demons as almost like a spiritual sickness, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. infests a, an otherwise healthy person. Mm-hmm. And just like you get a cold sometimes as a, you know, as a Christian, sometimes you're going to get a little bit of demonic stuff going on. 
and you need you need maintenance you need shalom mm. right so there are spiritual illnesses as christians and there mm. and you can get a severe one you know mm. and you need to to get rid of it mm -hmm. and the only way you do that is through mm -hmm. deliverance but mm -hmm. then there's the other side which is not about your internal life mm -hmm. your it, it's just that you're being a really effective disciple of christ or you're, you're you're breaking ground apostolically you're prophetically shaking some idols or you're evangelistically reaching people and it's like threatening or you're mm -hmm. changing a work environment with love mm -hmm. or you're loving your child really well, <laughs> whatever it is, you're doing something that has incredible weight in the spirit realm mm -hmm. and they want to dismantle it. They want to stop it from happening. So they attack mm -hmm. you because they're mm -hmm. threatened. Mm -hmm. So it's actually an encouragement, you know, <laughs> most of the time. So like I used to think, oh, I'm so afraid of this stuff. But as I grew as a Christian, I was like, great, I got attacked by a demon. Hallelujah. Amen. Like this is being effective, like things are shifting in the spiritual realm. So when I was in, you know, flying out of Switzerland into Germany, yes, it was a very spiritually dark mm -hmm. like place. I felt mm -hmm. Germany, there was like heaviness that that wasn't there in Switzerland in the same way. That's another thing I don't even know how to how, whether these are just subjective feelings or whether we have like <laughs> capacity to discern them. But I think we do on some level. And when I got into Germany and went to sleep, and then had this demonic dream, spirit of murder, and waking up, you know, that morning and having been like strangled in my sleep. And also interestingly, getting COVID-19 in San Francisco, having like like a difficulty to breathing a lot. Mm -hmm. And like this weird kind of mm -hmm. overlay in the physical, like I have a natural weakness. They know that, so they attack in the physical area I'm weak, you know, mm -hmm. and they know our weaknesses and they try to go there to stop us. But ultimately, that was because I was being effective in the gospel. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't because I have some culpability. Like, I'm saved. All my sins are forgiven. And I think the foundation stone of, like, operating in this other realm is faith expressing itself through love. That is the thing that is potent in the heavenly realms like that will shake anything evil and so when you come into a situation with faith in love preaching as an evangelist prophetically operating <laughs> you know that will shake those principalities powers they'll try to stop you to from doing what you're doing but they ultimately have no power and so when i mm. finished my first evening speaking to 600 people on like one of the most controversial topics in the whole church super high octane ministry no one in germany ever talks about it they avoid it and i'm going right into the center and just like boom you know <laughs> that's high risk stuff yeah. and, and it's mm -hmm. very effective mm -hmm. and so i have an intercessory group of 35 people that pray for me whenever i do things like this mm -hmm. but a pr young prophet called caleb came up to me after and he said david i saw all these dark like lions circling the room just before you started to speak and then i saw god like mm -hmm. the big lion come down the center mm -hmm. of the room and sit mm -hmm. down and they all shut up so ultimately they like, really like have no power mm -hmm. but there still is this like wrestle mm -hmm. over the earth over people and like we're not under that anymore we're totally in christ but we still have to step into situations and be affected by situations where not everyone is justified by faith mm -hmm. not everyone is living in faith expressing mm -hmm. itself through love not everyone has received salvation has you know when you say they don't have power uh tease that out a bit well they they don't have power over us because we are now in christ's dominion through faith 
Yeah, their power comes, the demonic powers come from agreement. Like when you mm-hmm. agree, when you amen what they want. Um, that can happen to non-believers all the time. And Jesus says, and Paul says, you become a slave to that thing, mm-hmm. a slave to sin. Um, you're enslaved by it. Uh, James has really interesting language where he says that when we are tempted, it's we ourselves that are tempted. Um, but when we are tempted and we we give uh, we and we sin, um, sin creates mm. uh, something, and it gives birth, and it brings that thing brings forth death. So it, like our sin becomes this animated living thing that then yes. kills us, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, which is really vivid language, um, the way, the way mm. sin's talked about. And so I think that the, the, the power for, for people that are both um, Christian and non-Christian, it, a, a lot of it has to do with agreement and allegiance. You know, we were talking mm-hmm. earlier about yes. how faith is allegiance. Mm-hmm. Our faith in Christ, baptism, is mm-hmm. that first act of allegiance that I belong to Jesus. And mm-hmm. Because we belong to Christ, it doesn't mean that we have like this invisible shield where, where Satan doesn't ever, ever do anything touch or us. affect us. Yeah. Even yeah. to blow your mind a bit yeah. more, <laughs> sometimes God's sovereignty allows evil spirits to torment you for his good. You know, mm-hmm. Paul had one. Paul had an mm-hmm. evil spirit that like buffeted his flesh, you know, which is so weird. Um, <laughs> so but, weird. but God does that in his sovereignty, allows like maybe f- your exact thing, like um, allows a demonic. Thing well, to come I, in and I, I had say, another experience yeah. in St Andrews. I I I was on a mission in the UK, and there was a guy on the mission, and the Lord said he doesn't want to be here. I've brought him here because he needs deliverance. I was like, Lord, that's crazy. Yeah. So I said, Hey, do you want to meet in the hotel room with my friend Basil? He's a pastor. We'll pray for you. Sure enough, his eyes roll back in his head. Demons come out of his mouth. You know, we anoint him with oil. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit. I see him two years later. He's like, thank you so much for doing mm-hmm. that. My whole life was turned around. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's mm-hmm. really great when you can know, like God yeah. gives you this discernment mm-hmm. to know what a person needs and they need mm-hmm. freedom from t- the demonic. But then I went back to St. Andrews and I told my friend Tobias, who's a deep believer. And mm-hmm. his flatmate, though, was demonized. He had mm-hmm. demonic activity in his life and was living a double life was a Christian, but was doing very dark stuff as well, at the same time, like living double-minded. Yeah. Hmm. And so I went in and told this testimony and it shook the things in the house. And actually Tobias had said to me, I've been having all these dark dreams. I don't want to put it on my flatmate, but maybe it is him. Hmm. And everyone in the town would be like, oh, he's a bit strange, you know? And then two days, uh, he came into the, into the, kitchen when I was telling the testimony and he said some really strange things like I like to pray to saints it was almost like he wasn't speaking something else was mm. speaking like a weird spiritual mm. yeah power was speaking through him and I was like that was really strange and Tobias was like and then he kind of came to and just was like normal again <laughs> it was very mm. strange mm. and I said oh well whatever and I bound it and I said you know in the name of Jesus I don't allow this to perform a function. But two nights later, Tobias rang me and on the phone, like there was growling or whatever. Mm. So I ran over to, as he was like rolling on the ground, ran over to Tobias's house with my Bible. And I think I made a bit of a mistake because I was just so desperate to mm. see this person free. I was like, mm. I just, I don't care about the demons. I don't even care about 
the thrill of knowing that like there is a spiritual realm because it is thrilling knowing that there's a spiritual realm yeah. right mm -hmm. because we all know that it's more than just this and we get mm -hmm. a bit high off that but like i don't care about that i'm like i want to see this person set free so i prayed 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 for him put water on him and blessed in the name of the father son and holy spirit and some of the demons came out of him and finally started to like calm down and then there was a lost demonic principality and power and i tried to cast it out and it wouldn't leave. And then it growled at me out of his face. And it honestly freaked me out. Mm. Mm. And I went back to my house and I had like dreams mm. of hell mm. and like all of this stuff. And I suppose my, my response to this experience is you just have to be extremely careful uh, with the principalities and powers. If, they, if the person who has this kind of issue doesn't want to be free from them and doesn't want to repent, there is not a lot you can do. That's a hundred. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And you just have to be really careful, like with that. That would be my caution yeah. with this kind of discussion. Is like you really want to make sure the person has faith in Jesus and wants them gone. Yeah. And that that is then the place where deliverance can happen. And actually, God appoints that. But later down the track, that person came to me and said, thank you so much for praying for me because mm -hmm. like it's really helped me. And I didn't realize I had that issue. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very hard area mm -hmm. of ministry mm -hmm. and life in the church. It's not always easy. And I wish I was maybe a little bit held back from like laying hands on this person and just like yeah. going straight to try to. Yeah. yeah. I, I quoted uh, that Father Martin's guy who has that other podcast on um, Exorcist Files. And he said in a lecture I heard him once say, that he goes, I don't cast um, demons out. I do not. Mm. I that's not. I don't do that. Um, uh, all my my job is is when someone has a, a like a, a demon, demonized, hmm. um, or is under the influence of, of a demon, um, they have somewhere along the line forged a relationship mm. with that evil thing, and so my job is to. Um, end that relationship and begin a new one with Jesus. Yes. And then from that new relationship with Jesus, uh, say that you have no more right mm -hmm. uh, over me. You have no more power over me That's because right. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's which is exactly what I hear you saying. Mm -hmm. It's that when, unless someone's willing to repent, um, which is actually what, I mean, it, th there's a couple layers of this. Mm -hmm. This is um, why I love the book of Revelation because all Revelation is is an unveiling. Mm. Um, that's what it is. It's just a, a pulling back mm. of what's going on in a different realm overlaid on this realm, yes, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so if you did a revelation of what goes on when someone's baptized, <laughs> it's very similar to mm. um, Paul saying, you were in the kingdom of darkness, but now you belong to the light, the kingdom mm -hmm. of the beloved son. Mm -hmm. You've switched allegiances. You've okay. said, uh, I no longer live under agreement which is what repentance is, right? Changing mm -hmm. your mind. I think how you ended that your sermon, like changing. That's all it does. Mm -hmm. Changing your mind, mm -hmm. yeah, and turning yeah. to a uh, to a different way. Saying, "I no longer mm. live in agreement or allegiance mm -hmm. to this evil thing, and I live in agreement and allegiance to Jesus." And a life of uh, Martin Luther said, "You know, Christian life is one of repentance." Mm -hmm. The other way of saying it is it's one of deliverance. You're always yes. being delivered, mm -hmm. day after day, mm -hmm. from lies and and agreements that you have with things that are evil, mm. and um, then realigning yourself with the relationship with Jesus and the truth mm -hmm. over and over and over again, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think there's sneaky ones too. There's like mm. materialism, there's um, uh, distraction becomes in, mm. our, in our day and age, distraction and becomes a, 
something that has animating power that mm-hmm. goes way beyond like uh, what <laughs> what anyone could sometimes even fight, you know, mm-hmm. to spend uh, a day alone without any distraction seems impossible if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And there, there has to be something behind these things that we say yes in agreement to over and over again, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, I still think it comes down to the fact that we also live in a now but not yet tension. Yeah. And, and, and the scripture has this now but not yet tension in it. In Ephesians, you know, it talks about putting on the spiritual armor. We need to kind of like mm-hmm. live a more offensive life against mm-hmm. the darkness mm-hmm. and then other places it's like you're more than a conqueror mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. done it's <laughs> finished like yeah. and it's quite mysterious that tension because why is it not that it's all just finished why do we have to <laughs> cast demons out jesus has already won on the cross like how yeah. can a christian even be influenced why can that demon even mm-hmm. you know it still remains mm-hmm. slightly mysterious why god allows it but i think there's something about when you walk through that battle and you fight, you become more like Jesus mm. because he is the one that overcame. Like he is the Lord of he- you know, heaven's armies. He did fight uh, this, this angelical mm-hmm. battle and mm-hmm. we need to become every aspect of who he is. Mm-hmm. And one of those aspects is to overcome the demonic mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. love and faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm reading, Ashley and I are reading Junia now on a book in the morning at breakfast. Um, it's basically Pilgrim's Progress, but a kid's version yeah. of it. Oh, and it's awesome. like, um, yeah. it's super cute. And it's like <laughs> the, the children of the king are mm-hmm. fighting against Beelzebub and his army. <laughs> and um, there's mar- like these kids die in the book, mm. you know, because they're like they're fighting and then they get like martyred and mm. pretty intense. Um, I mean, it's probably <laughs> not for a four year old. Does now and ever get his like spiritual golf club out? And... Yeah, now and does. He, yeah. he will. Yes, he, everything's a golf club. Now, right? Everything. <laughs> Anything I give him is like, Dad, a pen. He's like, yeah, Dad, look. Yeah. We didn't say Dad, look. He says, Dad, Dad. Um, anyway, so the chapter we were, second to last chapter we read today is this this the allegory. It's the allegory. It's like pilgrims pilgrims yeah. um, progress is, and uh, and they're fighting Beelzebub and his army, and they're about to lose, and the king comes in. It's kind of like uh, the final scene of Lord of the Rings, and the king comes in and uh, <laughs> and f- destroys and and destroys the, um, the army. And then mm-hmm. at the end, it has processing questions, like, mm-hmm. like uh, what are those called? Like questions if you comprehend, mm-hmm. like comprehension questions. And uh, Junie comprehended more than I, I'm like, I don't remember what the answer to this question is. And Junie just said, She's oh, like, it's, yeah. it's this person. <laughs> so much comprehension. But, but yeah. I think it's, it's, and then Ash and I had a conversation with Junie, because we're really relating it to Junie, just now likes to look at the horses in the book, because they're all <laughs> horses. Um, but uh, the comprehension of w- we fight like in a spiritual battle, but we don't fight with like our fists or anger. Yeah. We fight in prayer and... And um, there's, there's, I pray for her every night that God would mm. deliver from evil. There's mm-hmm. evil that in our, our world that we, we can then agree with. And then um, evil kind of gets kind of co-opted into our lives and mm-hmm. we agree with it to where mm-hmm. we hate people or we mm-hmm. do things that are evil mm-hmm. and we call evil good. And there's all kinds of ways this happens. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's all unseen, you know, yeah. you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. It's happening everywhere. And I think our job in the unseen is mm. really a revelation of, of pulling back and seeing mm. what's not really seen. There's something behind there. It's not finding the devil under every rock. Yes. I don't even think that's a helpful way of thinking about it. It's thinking there is a potential here to give my allegiance 
to Jesus mm. or the powers. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's money, mammon, or Jesus. It's it could it, it just happens a hundred times a day in different ways. Yeah. J- Jess, you've had dreams sometimes yeah. <laughs> or experiences. Yeah, I was like telling them earlier that this is why I'm afraid of cats because I used to have actually as a kid <gasps> Wait, lots what? of dreams um, about cats, like demonic cats. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's Wait, weird, isn't guys. that it's something in Harry Potter? Time. What is it called when a cat would walk by Harry? And yeah, that's. It was I have called... no idea. This was pre Harry Potter. This okay. is a child. Okay, keep no, going. but anyways, it made me think of. I mean, we could talk about this. Might be another podcast to talk about cats. Mm-hmm. But um, but it made me think of Sorry, kind cat of. Lovers. No, that's okay. <laughs> I love cats now. Okay. The reality has if it's really going there now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're a dog church. But, uh, exactly, puppies. Um, but it made me think of the complexity where I just asked the question to you earlier, David, about the fear that's there. But I love this quote that you shared from N.T. Wright, which was about the role of us as image bearers of Christ. And it was the quote about being a spiritual witness and a missional vocation with Jesus. And so, and I do like your point, Dave, where there are people that I've met that are like, well, the devil made me do all the things. It's just evil. They just blame it on evil. And they actually don't Mm. take an ownership of not just what's happening earthly, but also in the unseen realm too. So I think there is something for us to live out our discipleship of like knowing Jesus, Jesus is Lord over all of them and especially on earth too. And so. And they can't override our free will. They can't. Just as God can't override us. They're not controlling us. Like God can't make us do anything. He can cause us, but we still have some sense of free will. Yeah. That's why we constantly have to say your will be done. Yes. Because our will goes again. But I do think there's something like even mentioning that we were in agreement to Mm. evil. I think as a Christian or young, a young Christian, I believe that once you said it one time, you never have to say it again. You never have to repent again, Mm. or you can never be convicted. But I'm like, no, an agreement means daily or even moment you have to turn. Um, And not that you're about rules, but like, you still have a, a role to play, an ownership of your like lordship to Jesus. It's like marriage yeah. or celibacy. Like yes. being celibate, you're like, oh, that person's really attractive. I could go and think about that. And you're like, yeah. no, okay. I'm yeah. I'm either married and yep. that my spouse is singular, or yeah. God is my lord and yep. sorry, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm giving this whole thing to him. Yeah. And that is a daily exercise yes. of obedience. Yeah. Yes. And I think even if you fail in that, mm. if you're quickly repentant, that nothing mm. can get in. But if you live a lifestyle mm-hmm. of darkness, a double life, mm. that's when you have to be really mm-hmm. careful about the demonic, I think, as a Christian. Yes. You yeah. cannot live yeah. a double life as a Christian. Yeah. And Paul, like the scriptures are very strong about that, mm-hmm. especially like in Hebrews. It's mm-hmm. like, don't turn away from this way. Mm-hmm. Don't live the double life. Mm. And I do think, you know, there are a lot of people who have had exposure to Christianity, become Christians and kind of fallen away into this very strange place. Mm-hmm. And where I think the demonic can really have some influence in their life, mm-hmm. even though ultimately yeah. no, because they're still justified by faith if they believe in yeah. Jesus, but they're not aware of it. They've yeah. lost the knowledge of their own justification. And I think that's a really, mm-hmm. really horrible place where you sin deadens you to the knowledge of mm-hmm. what you have, mm-hmm. you know? And you can't realize it. It gets rid of the revelation, Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. sight of the revelation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a good place to end would be Mm -hmm. just reading James one thirteen. Yeah, and I think this what James does here is he um, 
for the people that think, well, all temptations from the devil, not all yeah. temptations from the yep. devil. Some mm-hmm. of it can. I mean, that's clear because yep. Jesus was tempted by the devil. But James says that some some temptation that comes into our lives is temptation from uh, like within, mm-hmm. from our own stuff. It says, yes. uh, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Wow. Mm-hmm. So temptation, a lot of temptation happens, the things that we, we want turned like... Um, mm. Uh, misaligned, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, like Augustine's like love that is uh, misaligned love, mm-hmm. um, and, and then he goes on to say, and after desire has conceived, meaning there's something that he's he's using like pregnant language, mm-hmm. like womb mm-hmm. birth mm-hmm. language, mm-hmm. right? After desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And then sin, when it's full grown, yes. gives mm-hmm. birth to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's such a vivid way of saying <laughs> how temptation temptation happens with our evil desires, and then we we there is intercourse, agreement, alignment, mm-hmm. oneness with our evil mm-hmm. desire, and then it gives birth. It, it conceives something, and that thing it conceives mm-hmm. that's growing in your life is sin, mm-hmm. and then sin grows up and it kills you. Yes. That's just that's crazy Creepy. vivid. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. yeah, and, vivid. And, <laughs> Um, can Satan, can the evil one, can somewhere along the line, there be evil from outside us tempting us? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That can happen. We see that with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say, oh, all, I was just tempted. It was just yeah. the devil, the devil. No, it, there's something misaligned there that you gave agreement to that you, mm-hmm. there was some intercourse there mm-hmm. to use this very vivid mm-hmm. language, um, erotic language, even, um, there was an agreement and intercourse that you've had with this. Yeah. temptation that yeah. you've had. And this temptation um, has conceived something in your life. There's consequences for all out yes. giving into all temptation. Mm-hmm. And that, that thing gets nurtured. When you raise it up and nurture it, there's almost this language of like, it grows up because you kind of continue in it and the mm-hmm. sin's there and you don't deal with the sin. Mm-hmm. And then it just keeps growing and the sin grows mm-hmm. and it grows. And then eventually it kills you. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that to say, our allegiance to Jesus mm-hmm. and our agreement, always staying in a place where our heart is open to God, and there is a constant stream of fellowship, yep. scripture, mm-hmm. um, worship, worship. Mm-hmm. This in our Prayer. lives that yeah. that reorient us to the truth always, because yeah. sometimes we just we just get disoriented. Mm-hmm. Reorient us to the truth, mm-hmm. us saying yes to Jesus over and over and over again. Um, that. That that alone um, uh, keeps our allegiance with Jesus, and not, as Jesus told us to pray, not the evil one. Like deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Until, Until next, time. next time. Okay. And we'll be talking about. Oh, we're deliverance this week. Deliverance. So we, that's great. a great connection. Powers to deliverance. Yeah. Here no. we go. It's like it was almost orchestrated yeah. or something. Yes, exactly. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out or comments or reactions or whatever. Hello at realitysf.com. Have a great week. See you Sunday. Thanks. Great job. Perfect. We talked about a lot of things. Lot. I really wanted to hear about the cats. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I on the cat. Get, okay, I can tell you about the cats.